Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That one is for uh, Cactus Jack and also Chris in Alabama, our dedicated Oilers fan, who I met in Nashville a couple years ago. Charming fellow. It is uh, 6.06 at Edmonton, having some fun on today's show. Don't know if it's, you know, it's definitely a song that you would hear at Alabama Crimson Tide games. There's no question. Uh, and on ESPN Countdown to our college game day as well, whenever they pick Alabama, which has been a lot over the last uh, 16 years. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by World of Spas. Take it after a long day. World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas. Alberta's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Coming up in this hour, the executive director of the PWHL, the Professional Women's Hockey League, they're from their PA, Brian Burke, the former uh, president with the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Calgary Flames, of course, the general manager, stints in uh, Vancouver and Anaheim. He will be our Oilers Now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Uh, we will also hear for John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Reed Wilkins will swing by as well with a crossover around 645. Brendan Escott with contributions as well. You can reach us anytime on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780 Four nine six zero zero six three. The River Cree Resort Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. Open twenty four seven three sixty five. And uh, keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Get the new floors you always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors. One hundred and forty third Street, one hundred eleventh Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. Uh, again, uh, Elliot Friedman. About thirty minutes ago. In between the time in which he pre-taped the conversation with us and before he got started at his event in Toronto saying that uh, word tonight that talks are intensifying between the Vancouver Canucks and the Calgary Flames around Elias Lindholm. We'll see where it goes. Many people speculating that one of the players that would be going back the other way would be Andre Kuzmenko, who seemingly has fallen out of favor with the Canucks. they got a good team. I would think that they would have to give up uh, Kuzmenko plus plus, like a number one and a good prospect. Uh, so, you know, they've got their number ones in each of the next two years, and they've also got Bold Colson playing down in the minors. I do not think they're going to give up Jonathan Lettermackey. I'd be stunned if that was the prospect. Swedish GM do not see him giving up Lettermackey in that deal. Guests and orders now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite place to celebrate your special occasion. Try a Wagyu steak today. This text comes in from Josh. He says, Bob, now that your Lindholm dream is dead, what about a package for Carrier and Colton Sissons? Well, there's only one problem with that. 
I think I think Calgary at some point is going to concede they're in the position that they're in. I don't know if Nashville's ready to move. Now, this time last year, Nashville wasn't ready to move. And then they traded Matias Eckel. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that Edmonton could potentially get in on Colton Sissons and Alexander Carrier. And I know a lot of people think Carrier's an upgrade on Cody Ceci. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Brennan, is it me or did people, are they too critical of Cody Ceci? Like the guy's a plus player. He plays 19 minutes a game. He's basically been plus six to about plus 10 every year. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't have the offense that some people thought he was going to have when he played junior for the 67s. He's an average price defenseman for uh, NHLD. It's $3.25 million. You can't get everything you want. Like, why does everybody want to replace this guy all the time? Uh, because it's some, something constantly has to be in motion, and really everything else, it, I mean, it's not everything else, because Cody Ceci is playing just fine as well, but perhaps people look at that lack of offensive production and think that it's a lack of production overall, and that's really not the case. You can't have a full roster of guys that play the same way or, you know, guys that make Everybody's the same amount of Money. Everybody's killing it at the same time. It doesn't work like that at all. So the fact that you've got somebody as steady as Cody CC, I think you've got to look at this and say, when we're not talking about him, it's good news. So no making a mountain out of a molehill with this one. All right, I'm going to spin this back another way. A lot of people, like when the Chikrin deal got went down, the owners got a lot of criticism for not getting in on Chikrin. Ottawa made that deal. There's belief they might be flipping Chikrin here. Edmonton, Ken Holland was patient. He got Matthias Heckel. Who got the better D? <laughs> well, I mean... One guy is plus 45 as an Oiler in 67 games, and the team has 45 wins in those games. And beyond that, that team is, has surged back into playoff uh, positioning here while Ottawa sits literally in last place in the East. Yeah. So yeah. which one of those moves worked? All right, uh, let's do this. Again, full disclosure, uh, we are going to head off uh, to a pre-taped conversation with our headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. He is the executive director of the PWHLPA. We welcome back to the show, Brian Burke. Brian, they say uh, life is not a destination. It's a journey. And man, what a journey you have had. You name it, you've done it. And uh, you have another, uh, I guess, new thing going on right now with a, a unique role uh, with uh, the women's hockey starting up, the one league. Maybe just educate our listeners in terms of uh, what you're doing. Well, first off, uh, thanks for having me on, Bob. I miss being on the radio with you, so it's great to uh, great to get a chance to catch up. Um, I am the executive director of the PWHLPA. Players Association for the New Women's League, and I'm very excited about it. I've been involved and a fan of women's hockey for 25 years. So everyone says now, you know, I'm a fan of women's hockey. It's popular. I was a fan way back when. I've known all of the top players. I was a season ticket holder in Calgary and Toronto. So I followed the game closely for 25 years. was thrilled to get this opportunity to work for them. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, As you know, I spent several years working at the University of Alberta. At one time in 1999, I shared an office with Howie Draper, who coached the University of Alberta's program, uh, Panda's program. He played on the Golden Bears when I first started doing play-by-play Back in 1989-90, he was the captain that year of the team. And uh, we shared an office, and he obviously coached the Pandas uh, to multiple national championships. And he is, and there's been a lineage of Alberta uh, type of University of Alberta people that have gone and worked for the Rangers organization over the years for Glenn Sather, including Bill Moores, including Chris Knobloch uh, in Hartford. And now Howie's coaching uh, uh, one of the, there's six teams in this league, right? Yeah, they are six teams in this are, league, and I'm I'm hearing it's selling pretty well. Like the merchandise, they've had to reorder merch a, a couple times. They're 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 sort of ahead of some pro- projections, so they've had some pretty good. They they sort of had explain this to us, Brian. They had a couple leagues, and now they've got the one league, and this is as strong as the league is or women's hockey has been at the professional level. Yes, exactly, Bob. The, the key here is this new league has one ownership group that owns all six teams. There's only six teams. There's star players on all six. The travel is compact. It's designed to give the women the best chance to succeed. So it's fully staffed up. There is a salary cap, but the league's the salaries go up to 100000 a year. The league minimum is 35000 U.S., so it is a living wage. There's a housing stipend for all the women. It's a tremendous opportunity. It's given us our best chance to be successful. And um, and so to me, we got we're down to one league. There were multiple leagues, which never seemed to get off the ground. This is the best chance we have to be successful. Well, I'm sure you're aware the Oilers organization hired Danny Ryan. She was involved with one of those leagues, so she's uh, working now for Brad Holland in professional scouting. Brian Burke, uh, I need say no more than that. Brian Burke joining us in Oilers. So tell us from a union perspective or an association perspective, why would they uh, sort of, how can you maybe assist in growing? Because that's part of what you're doing is you want to help grow the game and be in an advisor role. So what exactly do you do in that role, Brian? Well, right now, our job is selling the game. It's not, uh, we have an eight-year collective bargaining agreement, and it's a single employer. So there's really not a lot to fight about, which is a good thing. We need labor peace. We need stability to get going. So my job is right now selling tickets. We are ironing out problems as we go along, small problems. And the league's been very helpful. My job is to represent the women that play this game. But in the meantime, really the number one job is the sales function. So it's selling the game, and we, we've had great crowds to start. But that's easy to do. You, you get, you know, to start out of the gate great is one thing. To keep that momentum up in, in you know, March and, and April, that's going to be more challenging. So that's our challenge now is to, Keep selling tickets, get people watching on TV. All the games are broadcast someplace, 
Um, and it's been a wild success so far. Brian Burke joining us in Oilers now. Bob Stoffer with you. I mentioned uh, Howie Draper, and he looked up to Coach Drake. Coach Drake uh, was the mentor coach in the 98 Olympic team for Canada. They got beat that year by the United States. One of the questions I've always had about women's hockey, maybe you're better able to answer this, Brian. It seems to me it's always been Canada and the U.S. They have an awesome rivalry. They have a thing called the Rivalry Series. Uh, Strong NCAA programs. Not quite as strong in Canada, but, you know, U of A has an example for a number of years, punched above their weight class. Are we getting more? Are we getting more women involved from more countries other than just Canada and the U.S.? Are we starting to see some growth and expansion internationally that will drive more players into your league from other countries? Well, that's the million-dollar question because we do have some prominent players in our league that are European, born and raised. But uh, the fact of the matter is, if you look back, going back to Nagano, when the Olympics were first, or when women's hockey was entered as an Olympic sport. It's been a two-horse two race from the get-go. And if you go back and you look at, okay, over 10 years, if you look at anyone who played for Canada or the U.S. in that time, five medals, four medals, six medals, eight medals, uh, and almost all gold and silver. So that's something that's got to change over time. Uh, recently, in the world under-18s, we had some pushback. Had uh, a team other than Canada finished in the top two, which was groundbreaking. So the, you're right. The challenge going forward is to grow the game more on a global level. But internationally, or at least in our league, uh, the, the, the prevalence of women playing this game is manifested by Canadians and Americans that play in CAA. So we've got lots of Canadian players who are stars who are, who are played at the NCAA. We're joined right now by Brian Burke. He's the executive director of the PWHLPA. Brian, the last time I saw you was in Pittsburgh. It was a tough night for you and Ron Hextall and the Penguins. Uh, the Oilers, they had your number the last couple of years. Um, but you've had an amazing career. I mean, I, I know you, nobody likes change. Change is inevitable. New ownership comes in. New vision comes in at times. Just the thought process to the... Uh, opportunities that you've received along the way in your journey as a uh, either a general manager or as a vice president of hockey operations, those sort of things for various different clubs in the National Hockey League? Well, I, I could talk for half an hour about the number of jobs I've had, but I think the key is my my whole strategy has been I don't mind getting fired as long as someone picks up the phone and offers me another job. I've been blessed with this this game. And the opportunities I've gotten going back, I first worked for Pat Quinn, then I went from there to Hartford, then to the NHL, then back to Vancouver as GM, then I went to Anaheim, then I went to Toronto, then I went to Calgary, then I went to Pittsburgh, um, and worked broadcast jobs in between. So it's been a great journey. I've been blessed. Traveled all over the globe, educated four kids. My two younger kids are in school now. I'll educate them too. So it's just been a great run. And as I've said before, I said this in my book, my favorite place to work of all those places was Calgary. I, and I, I was flattered the other day that you fired off a text. You were, I'm assuming you were watching our game uh, with the Oilers and the National Predators. Edmonton is on a 16-game heater right now, Brian. Um, it is Now's the time. Edmonton... Uh, 
They, they won a lottery. They got Connor McDavid. Uh, they, Ken Holland has added some substantial pieces to the team. Even last year when we went into Pittsburgh, at that point, the Oilers did not have Matthias Ekholm. They're 47-16-2 with Ekholm in the lineup since Ken Holland made that trade. Maybe for our Oilers listeners um, here on Oilers Now, just a thought, because I know you watch the games, 16 straight wins for the Edmonton Oilers. That is not an easy thing to do, is it? That's not an easy thing to win six in a row, let alone 16. And the, the farther you go, you get to seven, you get to eight, you get to nine. Now people are really gunning for you. Those games don't get easier, they get harder. Someone says they're going to win 10 in a row tomorrow if they win. Let's make sure we're not that 10th game. So 16 is amazing. And, and they're, I think it's the all-time record or they're within one game, aren't they not? Yeah, the, the, the Penguins, 92-93, won 17. Columbus in 16-17, won 16. And now the Oilers have won 16. So we are in Vegas, uh, Super Bowl week in Vegas. We're there next Tuesday. It's going to be awesome uh, for a chance. To, and of course, Vegas is the team that vanquished Edmonton's uh, Stanley Cup aspirations last year, Brian. So, uh, But they're a different-looking Oilers team. Since Chris Knobloch has become the head coach, uh, Edmonton has gone from 30th in the league in goals against to 5th in the league in goals against. Uh, that is their overall rating. They're actually 2nd since Knobloch's become the head coach. Uh, no team, Brian, in the last decade had given up only 18 goals against in a 14-game span, which is what Edmonton has done since Christmas. Uh, who would have thought the Oilers a defensive juggernaut as it is? Well, I think some of the personnel moves you meant that you mentioned about Kenny Allen were made. Um, Todd Woodcroft, I think, is a real good coach. It's unfortunate. He looks really bad right now because of the Knobloch streak. But Chris Knobloch is a hell of a coach. I remember when he was hired to go into Hartford. I remember talking to Glenn Sayre. He said, this guy can coach. He's a real good teacher and a patient guy. And they, they have felt that since he got there, Chris Knobloch has provided stability in the teaching environment and that they've steadily gotten better. And that players listen. They listen to this foot. They listen to this coach. They get the message. And therefore you look at the personnel moves and put in a coach who has managed to change the mentality. You start with some star power and uh, you're getting great goaltending and all of a sudden you got a good streak, but 16, that's amazing. That's mythical, legendary stuff. Brian, we loved having you on the show. Uh, you, you had a lot of fans here in oil country. I'd like to reach out, if possible, maybe every uh, every month or so. Just check in to see how things are going in the women's game that you're uh, heavily invested in right now. We wish you the best of luck with your project. I'd love that, Bob. Thanks for having me on. That is Brian Burke, and he is the executive director of the Professional Women's Hockey League P.A. And uh, he was a Reuters now handliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. What do you think, Brendan? Do we take him up on it? Do we find a way to get him on the show at least once a month? I mean... He's Brian. Yeah, I think he's been one of the highest regarded guests we've had. I don't think there's any question about it. Hey, some guests in Reuters now receive gift cards to Japanese Village. Don and the staff at Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite place to celebrate your special occasion. Try a Wagyu steak today. Uh, Alan has jumped in on the Cody CC conversation. He says trading Cody CC means one more year that Edmonton gets close, but not winning the Stanley Cup. So Alan's a supporter of uh, Cody CC's, and that's uh, an awesome text. And we're entering in the text of the week draw, where winners receive three months of washes at my favorite car wash, the Great White Car Wash, one hundred. 
0469 Street. Stay tuned for the weekly winner every Friday. Back with an Oilers Now prospect report with Brendan Escott when we return. Shoot. 627 in Edmonton. With close to 35 years in business, Brent Ridge Ford has many long-term loyal customers. If you currently own an F-150, you can get up to $16,000 off a new F-150. If you want to be treated fairly at every aspect of vehicle ownership and get award-winning service, call our friends at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. 780-352-6048. You can ask for Rich, Johnny, Uncle Milt in sales, or Kevin Margie and Mike in service. And remember, cars cost less in Wetaskin. And people going, well, why are you saying shoot? Might as well get to some updates on Twitter. Pierre Lebrun reporting told Andre Kuzmenko has officially signed off his no-trade clause to accept a trade to Calgary. Frank Saravalli reporting lots of moving parts and still more to complete, but can report Elias Lindholm will be a member of the Canucks. Lindholm is in the air on the way to Toronto for the NHL All-Star Game, which has um, slowed the process. Uh, LeBron adds no extension in the works for Lindholm as part of the Vancouver trade being worked on. He'd be going there as a rental at least from the outset. You know who has a reputation for getting moves done early? And always has? Jim Rutherford. And uh, Brendan? <laughs> they got a good team, and they just made it better in Vancouver. There's no other way to slice it. They have competitors. They have strength down the middle of the lineup. They have another right shot centerman in the fold now. Uh, I just think about him and JT Miller paired up, and that looks threatening. The Orders Now Prospect Report is brought to you by Reface Magic. Save money on your kitchen renovation. Don't replace Reface. What do you got, Brennan? Not much, Bob. Really, really uh, not much. But Brady Stonehouse of the Ottawa 67s is pacing all Oilers prospects right now, mostly because he's played more games than them. 44 games played out in the OHL. 30 points for Stonehouse. Remember, he hadn't been drafted, uh, but was signed in the preseason process after a pretty good rookie camp with the team on an invite. So uh, he's part of a, a 67s group that's it's third in the East Division of the Eastern Conference of the Ontario Hockey League. You wonder whether he maybe gets dealt to a contender sometime. I guess, no, he couldn't have because January 10th was a few days right, ago. Right. I'll say no more. Yeah, no more. There we go. Uh, <laughs> he'll, he'll be in Bakersfield next year. 